Okay, it's 2023. It's the TX Water Polo Podcast. It's the post-holiday edition. Um, there has been more stuff than we kind of expected going on, at least for me, since the last time we spoke. But that is Joe Linehan, and he is sitting in San Antonio, Texas, and I'm James Smith in Austin, Texas. Joe, Happy New Year. Yeah. How you been? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, do you get out of town for the holidays? Of course. We go up to Santa Fe. That's what, that's what we do. It was cold. Yeah. You are cold. the uh, you are the high rollers that have your place up in Santa Fe. Yeah, so. just rolling in the in the pickup truck up there up yeah. in Santa Fe. Yeah, the yeah yeah the day after uh, Christmas, um, to like my wife didn't like it very much, but um, I took off and drove up to North Texas for the men's national team series. How exciting is that? Nice that was good. Work. It was. I mean, it was actually a lot of fun. To be honest with you, I mean, the games were great. Um, you know, obviously those things, there's a lot of work kind of leading up to it and like some little things like we need to make sure that there's a 30 meter course when there wasn't a 30 meter course anywhere in Texas. Right. <laughs> so we, we had to make sure that and um, then I saw the new like lane lines. I didn't even know the new rules yet. Right. So I saw that you had to have the little bumpers out there on the goal lines and all oh, that yeah, stuff. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah the, they use the new FINA rules, by the way. Yep. They're not USA Water Polo. That's rules. right. Yep. Um, and uh, but no, it was it, it was great for those that don't know what we're talking about yeah um, i was going to get to you on that uh serbia spain and usa played a series of games in north texas on december 28 29th 30th at the Louisville Westside aquatic center and then on january 1 2 3 at smu um so thank you very much for thunder for being the local host for the games at in Louisville and pegasus for being the local host for the games at smu they did a great job um we had we, we had a ton of we we had some usa water polo staff um and, you know, all those teams are not just out there playing games. They're out there training. So Donzi and Mavericks, a uh, little shout out. They like they opened up their pool over at the east side pool for all for all their team trainings. Yep. So it was it was a lot of fun to watch them train, to watch them play. You know, the interesting part about the training is this is, you know, you watch a brand new um, high school water polo coach. It doesn't really kind of know the game yet mm -hmm. and they'll, they'll be like okay i want you to swim for 10 minutes i want you to do strong arm passing you know they don't necessarily do the drills the movement like 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 the progressions and such like that um and then they'll play at the end so that's a it's, it's a very simple practice yep. you know for high school um and it's amazing these national teams that's what the they do thing. <laughs> exactly so, so they did the same thing and i mean granted it, it's like okay i want everybody to swim for 10 minutes and then I and then I want you to pass. Um, they don't really tell them what to do necessarily, but those guys know because they've been playing for so long. They know what to do, right? Um, and then they will get together, and they might and there might be a team that's over here doing the six on five. Another group is doing uh, is doing some sprints and such. So you know, and then they do some like the team training where they scrimmage, and uh, so it's like there. It's it's almost like that like kind of kind of that bell curve, right? It's the same as the very, very beginning and the, and the same at the very, very end. I thought that was very humorous. It really is. And that, and that's like a, especially sort of a high-level American high school water polo. And I suppose college as well is like that's the pinnacle of whiteboarding style or, or joysticking style coaching. And then the older, I suppose, more skilled you get, there's less of that and less. It's a, it is that bell curve. It's like you just start simple and you end simple. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, and I mean, and it's just great to watch the like the water polo. You know, they make thirty meters seem like twenty five yards, right? Yeah, because they get up and down the pool pretty quick. So funny. Um, I like a couple of things like they really utilize the flying subs. Yeah, they're good at that. I mean, like basically, it's the it's the center players that do it, right? 
um, they will sprint right over to the thing and do the high five and go back in. I actually saw a player that sprinted out. They they gave the high five. The player that came in sprinted down and, and went and scored. <laughs> you know, which is not necessarily supposed to happen. No, so, that's um, not good. And um, so overall, you know, it's it was a great experience. And the beautiful part was. We had a ton of fans in crowds the stands big. for the game. Even watching on YouTube, crowds look big. Yeah, I mean they. I mean they like like the first day was a little bit less. Probably had about five or six hundred. The and then the and then this and then the second uh, USA game we probably had about seven fifty, and then we had about that same amount at the SMU games as well. A little bit less for the Spain versus kind of Serbia games, but you know it was just good to see the kids out there like kind of cheering. By the time the fourth game came around, the USA chants were a lot better than the first day, you know. <laughs> <coughs> and uh, um, and overall, it's just, you know, it's it, I mean, it's it's nice to have that level water polo here in Texas. Hey, uh, how much? Very often. No, n- almost never. It's a it's since uh, what we've said, 2016. Um, how much of the USA men did you get to watch? You know. You're you're so accustomed to just dealing with administration. I don't know whether you got a chance to watch them play. I mean, I mean, I got to watch the. I mean, I actually left North Texas on the 31st, mm-hmm. so I didn't stay for the SMU right. games. Um, but but I saw the first three games and I got to see him train a lot. And be honest with you, the scrimmages against uh, Serbia and Spain were better than the games. <laughs> I just wanted to make one comment. It's about one person in particular. Um, I interviewed Ben Halleck a couple, uh, oh, 18 months ago or something like that. And the title of the podcast was The Best Center in the World. And I had my doubts about that. He is, I cannot believe how much better he is getting. He is an incredible player. Like, he might be the best center I've ever seen. And I saw Terry Schroeder and those guys. Like, he is, he's dominant. Like, I, I'm, I, 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 that just really stood out because, you know, these are, these are friendly matches. You know, they're not, they're, the stakes aren't that high, except for those who are trying to make these rosters for Olympic Games. And he's already, he's clearly already the, you know, the leading center on Team USA. But it, it was just, it was just so cool to watch him play against a very good defender. Is maybe not the best defenders maybe Serbia didn't send him I noticed they have a different coach um but my goodness he's really good oh no 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 he is he is legit and he's by far the leader of that team and you know and how Ben Halleck does that's yeah that's pretty much how the team does um and yeah I mean and I don't know if I've told you the story or not but I know this was probably five or six years ago we were out at JO's and this is when I was coaching Thunder so it was probably even like six or seven years ago mm-hmm. this is back in the zach lowry time frame right um and we had some 1800 kids and we were playing and we won our first game so then we end up playing Bruin water polo mm. who was kind of a brand new club yeah and uh and i was looking over at Bruin, so you kind of are looking at them before they get in and they had this one big huge kid then everybody else was going up to his shoulders i'm like oh i might have to call back to help a little quicker here today <laughs> And, um, and then we get in the game and, uh, you know, I was calling back help. Like we have to help like soon, like instead of pressing, then rotate, we was like, go straight into it guys. Yep. And we like, and we had some pretty good players that played NCAA water polo, you know, like <laughs> Zach and Galen and, yeah, and, and, yeah, and, and some others. Mm-hmm. And they were like, we had like three guys and here's Ben Halleck. It turns out 
just turns and shoots and scores. I didn't know it was Ben Halleck, but uh, apparently he had taken a bit of a break because uh, he had been playing at the, at, at the high level for a few years, and then he had taken a break, and then this brand-new club, so he went and played for them. So, yeah, that was my introduction to Ben Halleck. So. <laughs> it's a good intro. Uh, I, anyway, I enjoyed that a lot. I was I, I didn't I watched uh, much of those games, not all of them, and, and um, it was really entertaining to see them. And just to know that they're in North Texas, and I'm sure that the Serbians and the Spanish were had, you know, could see the benefits of training in North Texas. Of course, there's probably drawbacks because the nightlife in Spain and Serbia is just a little bit later than it is in North Texas. But, um, you know. Hey, but, I, hey, but, hey, but they got to enjoy kind of New Year's and yeah. they did not have practice on December 31st or games. How could and they? And there was nobody practicing on the morning of January 1st <laughs> that we know of. <laughs> and they were staying at a hotel that was really close to a train station. So I guarantee <laughs> they had their fun up there. They found their way. And there's lots of Serbian families and, you know, and so on in the North Texas area that I'm sure, I'm sure steering people the right direction or the wrong direction, however you want to look at it. So I hope they had a very, very good time. So that very, no. very good news. <laughs> it was, um, and you know what? The athletes that were there from all three teams, the coaches, everybody was extremely respectful, said thank you. Um, it was, it was, it, it was a very good experience, and I think they enjoyed themselves. So I hope they come back. Um, Okay, also last weekend, ODP's first ever Super Regionals, that also in North Texas. Um, once again, I was out of town. What are you going to do? Um, give us the big synopsis about how that went, or I'll, I'll give the background. Um, all zones, except for those from California, are invited to this single tournament that for ODP, that is. So mm -hmm. all age groups, genders, and so on. Um, in the past, it's been held sort of, they've split between North Carolina and Utah this year, all in North Texas. So that's a lot of, that's double the games, and it sounds to me like it went really well. Yeah, there were 79 teams in North Texas. Um, and they, we used, uh, kind of <coughs> the seven total courses, three in Garland, one at HP at Highland park and, and one at Dallas Jesuit and two in Louisville East side aquatic center. Um, so, and it was great. I mean, I think the Southwest zone teams did very, very well. So a big shout out to Chris Cullen and all the coaches from the Southwest zone and all, and all the athletes too. Um, the teams are for, in each youth cadet and development for each gender the southwest zone sent two teams right. and they were supposed to be two kind of the even strength teams um and i think our teams did very very well across the board there were a couple of zones out there that won't be named um that uh, i think did a and b teams which mm. they're not that are yeah they're not supposed to do i think they got to talk into about that um but overall you know it's a great experience to play against people from around the country um, it's a great, a great opportunity to get in front of some national team coaches. There were some college coaches there as well. Oh, good. Um, from what I gather and a lot of feedback, it went tremendous. I ended up not being on the pool deck. I was still sick and, uh, I did make sure that, that people got game balls, caps, game books, and it was all good to go. Like kind of my job's kind of leading up to the event. Um, but, uh, from what I gathered, it, it went tremendous. Um, and you know, and again, a, a kind of a big, a kind of a big shout out to Mavericks for, for being the local host at East side, the kind of Pegasus for Garland and kind of Highland park and Jason Gall and the Jesuit crew for the one at Dallas Jesuit. So yeah, busy time in North Texas. We can't do these things without a good, a local host. 
So now there's some that I, we talked about it before. By the way, Joe got COVID, so that's why he's. Uh, I think he's still recovering from that. I'm finally over whatever it is I got from London, man. Finally, it's, and then the cedar comes and hits. Such as it is getting old. Um, so I, I, you know that that all went apparently very well, and I need to talk to my own kids about how that uh, the whole weekend went. But a, a success and a very busy time for all of the local hosts up there in North Texas. No, and it's, I mean, and I'm hoping that this is not just the first year of it. I think this is something that we can do oh, in yes. North Texas or in, or in Houston. Um, granted, we have to figure it out in Houston, but, um, <laughs> but like, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, uh, I think that both Dallas and Houston have big major airports and it's a, it's a short flight for those teams coming from, it's, it's not like a cross country flight type, exactly. yeah, type thing. Yeah. Um, and I think there's lots of water. Um, I think our local hosts do a great job. Um, and I think that, you know, it was very laid back cause it's not a championship type thing. It's more of a, more of a, more of a, of a festival style. Yeah. Evaluation tournament in a lot of ways. Yep. And, um, but it's just, it's a lot of learning. Yeah. Going on and a, a, a lot of kids taking the next step and like, you know, and, um, so I, I had a girl that I heard very good things that, yeah, that, that, that she played very well. Um, this is from my club in, in San Antonio, yep. and she played on the youth girls team. And, you know, I still remember last year she came to me after the Utah trip. She goes, I don't know how to do this or whatever. And then and then I heard that she was kind of one of the better players for her group, right, which go. is great. And um, and it's just like, you know, it's just good to see the kids just take that next step, right? Absolutely. So. Yep, i got a couple of the same case. Gotta, i got to go catch up with them as well. Um, okay, anything about, else about that? Because we're coming up on describing how this coming spring is going to be different than the past. Oh, yeah, there's a ton of stuff coming up for sure. ton of stuff coming up. We'll talk about that in just a moment. Hey, this is Mark Lawrence from Austin College, head coach of the men's and women's Warflow programs and home of our kangaroos. When I'm interested in uh, what's going on with Texas Warflow, I always listen to TX Warflow podcast. James and Joe back with you, TX Water Polo Podcast. Um, here comes the spring. I mean, it's not really. It's still January, but uh, the, it's, the spring is in our sights. One way that you know that it is is because Austin College starts their season in just a couple weeks, but uh, traveling up to the Bruno Invite February 4th and 5th. I know that's not the spring either, but at least that indicates a spring season. So just to start off, Austin College, this, they do this every year. Their first four games, Bucknell, LIU, which is a pretty good team. Marist, I don't, I have no idea whether they're going to be good or not. It's like they, it's hard to figure them out. And then Brown, they're always solid. So four very tough games to begin the season, and it's like a new era, Joe. It's like the there's this cohort that uh, that all graduated. So it's a pretty. I, I was looking at sophomores versus uh, juniors and seniors, and it's very very evenly distributed. So they're not heavy anywhere, but there's just a bunch of players that uh, that are gone now. No, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, that's yeah, that's true. But I think that they didn't uh, necessarily. They're they're not rebuilding; they're reloading. Yeah, they really and, are. Um, and I think that um, I expect them to have as good a results as they had uh, uh, last year, this year, 
and um, I'm looking forward to seeing some games this spring. I am too. Absolutely. We won't go into too much detail about them, their schedule. I think it hasn't been filled out yet, to be honest. They're pretty short right now. But uh, they are poised for a, a good, successful season. They they started the season with a CWPA's top ranking for Division three schools. So um, people are t- have taken notice of that program. They're ranked number one. Think about that, okay? Um, that's going to happen. Um, Dare to Dream is coming up. Not this weekend, but the following one. Joe and I were doing a bunch of business before. So uh, give us the highlights about that. It's January 28th, 29th at Texas A&M University Student Recreation Center. So we haven't really had a USA Water Polo event at that pool for a very long, long time. When was the last time? Do you remember? Just um, even no. on top of your head? I, I I haven't been here long enough to have seen anything USA Water Polo related at that pool. So I think that's a fantastic news. So I think we're going to end up with about, 20 to, about 22 to 24 teams in the three divisions. And the three divisions are 12U mixed, 12U girls, and 10U mixed. And the age as of date is the first day of the tournament, um, which is much different than what we used to. We used yeah, to do the August one of the previous year. So we're actually moving it up a little bit. Eventually, we're probably going to move it up to August one of the current year. But uh, but but right now, we're going to keep it this for for the first day of uh, of the tournament. Mm-hmm. And again, this is this is a tournament that is focused on the younger kids. It's an and it's, it's a tournament exclusive kind of for them. We're, we're going to bring in the big ten U inflatable course, and have Love and that. then have that course, and then we'll have the like the two, like the two pools for for the twelve U games. Great. Overall, I think it's going to be tremendous for everybody. Um, I'm really looking forward. We are working with, um, the Texas, uh, like, like, like that, like the A&M, uh, women's team. Mm, perfect. The, they're, they're going to be the local host. So this can be a bit of a fundraiser kind of for them. But the main thing is to keep this really fun for the kids. It's really, really, really fun for the kids. I'm working on getting a shieldy, a costume kind of sound here. So, <laughs> all right. So we're, we're working on getting shieldy and I don't know if I'm not promising that you yet, get paid. But, Come on. We need um, volunteers Yeah. Um, so we're working on the shieldy thing and, but it's, but it's going to be great. I, I mean, the games are going to get started about 11, 12 o'clock on that Saturday and then we'll nice be done by like two, three o'clock on that Sunday. So it's not, it's going to be nice and easy. Um, and, uh, it's at, and it's in college station. So it's an hour, hour and a half for Houston. It's in, it's a couple hours from San Antonio. It's an hour, hour and a half for Austin. It's a couple hours for Dallas. So it's not like it's a huge drive for anybody. That's great. So overall, I think it's going to be fun. And then you're and then you're sending a ten U team, right? I'm sending a ten U team, and um, we, we even have a te- we even have a ten U team coming from Chicago. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. I I didn't even think about that. You know, like I didn't think it, this was not a turn. I'm so accustomed to this tournament being Texas based that uh, it didn't even occur to me that other teams would come. That's just such great news. Oh, so no, good. It, it, it is tremendous, and uh, we we this tournament normally has been on MLK weekend. Yeah. Um, hence the name Dare to Dream. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um. And uh, this year we moved it off of MLK weekend because of the ODP Super Regionals that happened this past weekend. Yep. Um, just you know, it's a resource thing. Right. We can't really do both the same weekend. Right. Um, and uh, so we found a local partner. This was we've done it at uh, the CFISD Auditorium the last couple of years, which is a great facility. Yeah. Oh, great spot. Chris Jones and this and this. The CFWPC people have done a great job. It's just that pool was kind of busy in January, February, mm-hmm. so we couldn't really find a weekend that worked. So this opportunity came up with with 
doing it in College Station, and I'm very excited about it. Oh, I wonder whose idea that was, Mr. A&M alum. Actually, um, yeah. If if it really was my idea, we would have had more stuff at A&M over the last couple of years. But yes, I did go to A&M, but that's um, – I think I was a bad egg for those <laughs> that know what I'm talking about. So um, – um, uh, but, uh, no, it's, oh, it's, it's going to be great. I'm going to have to go to the chicken or something like that on Saturday night. This, yeah. Like kind of, kind of next weekend for those that know what I'm uh, talking about. Nostalgia. Awesome. Yep. Um, nostalgia. but, uh, but no, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a ton of fun. You can fun. go there, but you can't behave the way that you did, you know, back in 92 or whenever it was you were oh, there. God, yeah. I, I can't imagine no. being, I couldn't imagine having social media back then. Can't do it. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's horrible. Speaking of social media and not, and behaving at least somewhat reasonably a spin lob is coming to town again yeah, which is uh which is our annual this is the southwest zone run uh tournament that's in austin each year um masters which is masters tournament yeah um uh, we actually have an, a men's open division women's open division now this year we actually have a 40 plus men's oh yeah open division. yep mm-hmm. so um we have a ton of teams too many actually so we're trying to find some alternate solutions to make sure that everybody can get the play. I wonder where that might be. But um and uh, but overall, you know, um, yeah, we that yeah. So that's so this is probably one of the biggest Masters tournaments outside of Masters Nationals. Well, isn't it? Isn't it the biggest one aside from that? I think it feels I that way. Know. Okay. I don't know. I mean, it's it's we'll have like 20, 20, 20 some odd teams in the men's open division. We'll have about ten teams in the women's open division. And then we'll have about probably six or seven teams in the um, in the in the forty plus division. So um, overall, it's 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 going to be a great tournament for everybody. And you, yeah, plus plus you know the people that are coming from kind of out of town. The whole purpose of it is they get to go to Austin, and their excuse is to play in a water polo tournament. Yeah, but they exactly, get to go to Austin, exactly. Right. So and uh, <laughs> and uh, I mean and you know and I think people enjoy it. Um, this is you know. Like you know, like Tom, yeah, Tom Andrews and Arseni do a very good have kind of run this for years and years, and they do a and they are still involved in the administration, uh, like kind of it, but it's a, but it's a Southwest Zone event now. Um, but you know, so t- it takes a bunch of people that you y- y- had to run it, and and I'm looking forward to it again this year. And uh, was it um yeah. Uh, that's just another event that's yeah that's coming up on the calendar. Hey, both you and Tom contacted me and sort of in in, in reference to this tournament, and you know, of course, I'm, I'm familiar with it. Obviously, it's been at UT. It was at San Antonio, I think, one year, but it was uh, at UT every year. It's like clockwork. You know, again, we go over the story again and again. There's these really good teams that show up, and they have a good time. I've said that before, and then and then suddenly it, it appears like, oh, we might not have enough space at UT. And I really was startled by that because I, I, I don't know. I just didn't even think about it. It's very good news. Like, that, like you know, we, we talked a little bit about coming back from COVID. I realize it's been a while now, but holy crow, we are back, man. There's like so much interest even in Masters Water Polo coming to Texas. It's great. Oh, yeah, it's, it's great. Just we have to find solutions for those challenges. <laughs> we, and we will. We'll find those. Um, yeah. Uh, just in brief mentioning, ODP Boys National Championships now follow the Super Regional, so that means the Southwest Zone and other zones are uh, selecting their final rosters to go there. That's uh, I don't remember the dates. What are the dates on that, Joe? 
if you uh, it's going to be March. It's going to be for the boys ODP national championship. We're going to be March 17th, 18th, 19th in San Antonio. In San Antonio. Then the girls do the same thing out in the Tri-Valley, which the is the following the, weekend. It's, it's going to be following the following weekend. weekend. Okay. So, so that'll be the 24th, 25th, 26th. And that'll be in the Tri-Valley area in Northern California. And then we got tournaments on our calendar, the Southwest Zone calendar. We can talk about those in in coming weeks and so on. Yeah. But uh, it's it, the spring is just really different than it has in the past. And obviously the biggest thing is that there's no high school season so um i know that you joke yeah i think you like continuity and so now we're coming to this point where we've now sort of rescheduled stuff and it feels like a little more solid so now it's configured in a way that is comfortable for you is that is that basically right well no i mean i do like continuity i think everybody likes yeah likes the continuity um but uh, yeah, I mean, this like 2023, and I think I've said this before on these podcasts, like this is the sixth straight year of a different calendar because of COVID and issues right. and changes and stuff like that. Um, but 2024, sh- it should be very, very similar to 2023. There you go. With some changes here or there. But like, yeah, it's going to be set. And I think this is allows clubs to plan. I think this allows the tournament host to plan. Um, we can keep now we can keep adding to the calendar and having more and more events. And keep uh, and keep the whole thing going here, and yeah. like like growing and growing and growing and growing. So and which it is, yeah. I mean, um, didn't we say? I mean, there's like ten, ten and under teams that dare to dream. That's just the state of Texas, or well, in, in, maybe one. It may not Chicago. be ten. It may not be ten. But yeah, but just so, be. can you imagine? Like we had trouble trying to find ten and under teams before. This is fantastic. The growth. Oh is no, no. Amazing. I mean, yeah. I mean, and like you know, tags. I mean. Tags has been growing with that little with the sixth grade and under group, and hopefully we'll keep growing and start 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 with the dare to dream. So we have the two opposite ends of the spectrum: the dare to dream coming up and spin love. <laughs> they so, are really there you go. <laughs> they are so. definitely different ends of the same spectrum. So and um and no, it's yeah. I mean it. So we're trying to grow it at, at kind of at 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 all levels and um and there's a lot of I mean there's a lot going on, but there's a lot more to do. Right. And a shout out to all the, all like all the hosts and stuff like that. And, uh, and as we know more kind of info, we'll talk about it here. You'll yeah like, you'll, you'll get emails about it, but don't be afraid to just kind of reach out. Yeah. Kind of directly to us too. So. Exactly. Um, I have one other thing, Joe, it's putting you on the spot a tiny bit. It's not that big deal. Um, there's a district in my area, the, uh, Leander ISD that decided not to, they announced that they're not going to host water polo anymore. They had a cut, they had three teams last year who played games. They played in, um, you know, whatever the district, uh, finals were and they decided not to do it. And I just wanted to make a couple comments. One is that, um, the reasons that, and this is public knowledge, the reasons that they chose are basically based on facilities and coaches and I think you and I both agree that these are close to non-issues that I'm not sure I actually think those are impediments and we we as club coaches and those might who might be somewhat affiliated with high school water polo know that they there are ways to solve those issues and so I will just leave it at that and I'm I'm obviously there supporting our our families who are part of the LISD who want water polo for their high schools but maybe you have a couple comments maybe you don't that's all I'm going to say is that I there are solutions out there for yeah, there's, that I mean, everybody yeah there's yeah there's always solutions I mean this is the same thing like like a kid that that needs to go to water polo practice, right? There's a thousand reasons not to go to that water polo practice. Right. Okay. You have to focus on the reasons to go. Yeah. And there's always going to be reasons not to do this or not to do that or a school district to play. And you can come up with a reason. Like- 
Well, dear listeners, what you just heard was something that we in the high-budget world of podcasting often encounter, and that's a Skype connection that just completely quit. So you got to miss out on Joe's thoughts on the LISD decision not to do water polo, but I can tell you with 100% certainty and faith, and you can trust me on this, is that he agrees with me absolutely 100%. So that's it for this week. Uh, Thank you very much for listening and for telling a friend about the TX Water Polo Podcast. And until next time, so long from Austin.
This has been a production of TWP Sports, LLC.